You are listening, of course, to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker coming right up. Thank you. 
We'd like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, of course, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're here, of course, as we are every Monday with some of the very best in jazz music. And we'll be celebrating this evening, I think right from the get-go, the birthday of one of the foremost voices of the tenor saxophone and one of my all-time favorites, and I know he's a favorite of a lot of people, Eugene Ammons, Gene Ammons. He was born this day in 1925 in Chicago, Illinois. He was the son of the famous boogie-woogie uh, pianist Albert Ammons. Of course, uh, Gene's pedigree was uh, musical right from the start. He uh, was 49 years old only when he passed away of bone cancer in 1974, and we lost one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. Our jazz feature tonight, which is um, begins at 11 o'clock, that's the latter part of uh, our show, is a concert by Gene Ammons that he did about a year before he passed away. He was on tour um, throughout Europe, and he played at this particular festival in Sweden. It's called the Ehus Jazz Festival. And Gene played with uh, a band of, uh, well, with a couple of uh, American expatriates and a drummer who I've never heard of before or since. Uh, I have no idea where he's from, but an excellent uh, drummer. But the... Uh, expatriates he was playing with was the pianist Horace Parlin, of course, who had a history with Charles Mingus and many other people, wonderful pianist who made his home in Denmark, and someone who uh, was another American expatriate, made his home in Sweden for many years, the great bassist Red Mitchell. And the unknown drummer is a fellow named Ed Jones. And to this day, i have no idea who Ed Jones is or where he's from or anything else, but he plays really well on this date. And, of course, the star of the show is Gene Ammons. That's going to be our jazz feature, and uh, Mr. Ammons is going to play a variety of tunes and enjoy himself with this uh, rhythm section um, made up of these expatriates. So that's going to be our jazz feature this evening at 11 o'clock. Gene Ammons in Sweden celebrating today his birthday. You, of course, would recognize Gene Ammons as the first on our theme song, which we use. Uh, he grew up with the trombonist Benny Green, of course, who is the leader uh, of the band who plays our theme song, our opening and closing theme song, and the first tenor saxophone solo is Gene Ammons. So you get an idea of that big sound and that authoritative approach uh, that he had to the tenor saxophone. And uh, what a voice. His um, dad, of course, took young Gene um, out to hear some of the, because of his dad's position in, in the music, uh, took young Gene uh, out to see uh, and hear uh, the musicians, some of the famous jazz musicians of the day. And Gene Ammons was totally enamored by the saxophone, specifically the tenor saxophone. He liked the look. He liked the way musicians stood on the bandstand playing this horn. And he asked his dad if he could buy one. Um, 
And his dad said, "Well, yes, of course, but you got you got to you got to get down to work on it if you're going to make something out of it." And um, his dad told Gene, he said, two things you have to do, son. If you're going to play the saxophone and be a musician, you're going to have to get a sound. There's lots of wonderful saxophone players out there. You're going to have to get your own sound, and it's got to be a good sound um, and a big sound. And one other thing, you got to learn to read music, because if you can't read music, you're never going to get any work. Uh, if you want to just play by ear, uh, that's fine, but you're never going to get any work. So to keep working and be a successful musician, those two things. Develop your own sound because that's the first thing people hear and identify with is your sound. So that was the advice that his dad gave him. And Gene, of course, took his dad's advice and uh, became one of the most identifiable uh, tenor saxophonist and, and someone with the biggest sound on on the tenor. His concept on the instrument was derived from Lester Young, Charlie Parker, and Coleman Hawkins. And of course, um, because Gene was a modern musician, uh, uh, his phrasing is from Lester Young. Uh, his ideas somewhat uh, derived from Charlie Parker, and his sound of course, reflected the, the real deep-throated uh, tenor saxophone sound developed by people like Ben Webster and Coleman Hawkins. So he was kind of a combination of, of those. Uh, Gene started young, professionally, and worked um, his most famous uh, early solo was uh, when he joined the Billy Eckstein Band, legendary Billy Eckstein Band from 1945 to 1947, one of the great big bands. Um, there's not a lot of recorded evidence out there. A lot of the recordings are, are basically built on Eckstein's vocal, but there were some good instrumental tracks. And one of the first ones that Gene was identified with was one called Blowing the Blues Away, uh, which featured young Gene Ammons and young Dexter Gordon. And um, that solo kind of put uh, Gene Ammons on the map. And, of course, after the Eckstein band uh, broke up, uh, Gene went out on his own and uh, formed his own little bands uh, around the Chicago area and made tons of recordings um, with his... Uh, oh, he also joined Woody Herman's band. He took Stan Getz's place in Woody Herman's band uh, for um, a period of time, about eight months, and then went to Chicago and formed his own band. All right. So what happened after that, of course, Gene was uh, leading his own group, and uh, he had already signed with Prestige Records. He was the longest musician that ever had a contract with Prestige Records. And when the LP came into prominence in the mid-50s, the 12-inch LP, of course, allowed for uh, tunes to be quoted uh, much longer and, and uh, so on and so forth. It was a great advantage. And Gene was um, asked to record a whole bunch of albums, informal jam session albums, because that was what Prestige did. They, 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 they weren't like Blue Note. Um, they preferred to um, just bring in musicians and have them play without any rehearsal. And, of course, uh, sometimes the records were great. Sometimes the records were uh, just okay. But uh, that, was, that was the philosophy of Prestige Records. Uh, there was another factor 
about Gene Ammons uh, recording on Prestige Records. He could not play in New York City. Uh, he was denied a cabaret card. You had to have one of these cards to be able to uh, work, uh, to get to have employment in places, bars, nightclubs that served liquor. And uh, they denied Gene that because he uh, uh, had a couple of run-ins, never convicted, uh, for drug offenses. And, of course, that later caught up with him. But that's a whole other story. And uh, we'll talk about that a little a little later on. But uh, uh, so he was denied a cabaret card. He couldn't perform in New York. So Prestige Records would fly him, would phone him in Chicago, and and say we're we'd like to bring you in um, and start a whole series of these jam session recordings. And um, you pick the musicians. Um, here's here are a few suggestions. And, of course, they'd give Gene these suggestions, and Gene would say, okay, I'd like to use this dude and this dude and this dude and this dude and this dude. And they would fly him in for the, uh, for the evening. Uh, he would record, and uh, they would fly him back, back to Chicago, uh, where he would perform with his own bands. So that's how these records were made. And so we're going to play a couple of tunes from one of his jam session albums. This is one of my favorites, actually. It was recorded uh, April 12, 1957, uh, in Rudy Van Gelder's studio. And Gene picked some great people. So we hear Gene Ammons, of course, the leader on tenor saxophone, with Idris Suleiman on trumpet, who I think is one of the most underrated musicians. What a fabulous trumpet player this man uh, was. Um, he eventually became an ex expatriate and spent his, the rest of his days over in Sweden because he was happy over there. Married a Swedish girl and lived happily ever after. But he was an incredible trumpet player. He was also a close friend of Thelonious Monk's. And I've always liked Idris Suleiman's playing. Um, almost forgotten today, but a fabulous trumpet player. As you'll hear, on alto saxophone, one of my all-time favorites, I guess uh, you might recognize the name, Jackie McLean. And it's a period, it's early Jackie McLean. And, and this is the, the, the Jackie McLean that I personally most identify with. He's on here. And we have the wonderful Kenny Burrell on guitar, one of the finest guitarists. Kenny is still with us, alive and well and performing. On bass, the great Paul Chambers. And on drums, Arthur Taylor. We're going to hear two long tunes. The first one is built on the I Got Rhythm uh, uh, chord sequence, and it was written by the pianist on the date, who I forgot to mention, Mal Waldron. And he wrote the first tune. It's called The Twister. The second tune has been attributed to Miles Davis. It's one of those tunes that Miles appropriated. He didn't write it. It was written by a, a great blues singer, alto player by the name of Eddie Cleanhead Vinson. He wrote the tune. It's called Four. And it's a very interesting because it features interplay between the the three uh, horns and well the the three horns and the guitar uh, on that tune. So we open with the twister, and we're going to follow that with four from this uh, wonderful Gene Ammons All Star recording. So here's a tribute to the great Mr. Ammons. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
We heard two long pieces, uh, dedicated, of course, to the great Gene Ammons, whose birthday it is today, and from one of his many jam session albums that he did for Prestige Records in the mid-50s. And uh, as I said uh, in the preamble, he was flown in from Chicago, uh, where he was working, of course, all the time with his own band, and um, performed with these all-star musicians that he picked out and uh, made these informal recordings, of course, which was right up Prestige's alley, because those were the kind of recordings. Prestige didn't pay for rehearsals or anything, and the owner of Prestige Records simply preferred musicians to come into uh, the recording studio and play. No rehearsal, just just do it. And um, one take, even if there's little errors in the piece, uh, it didn't matter. That's That was the style of Prestige Records, and um, so many of the uh, wonderful prestige records are, are now classics and, and some of course are uh, routine and ordinary because you take much more of a chance that way anyway Ammons did this uh, with the wonderful and terribly underrated and forgotten these days Idris Suleiman on trumpet he was born in uh, Florida his his original name was Leonard Graham but he became uh, uh, involved with the uh, Ahmed, uh, Ahmadiyya uh, Muslim uh, group in the uh, 40s and uh, of course changed his name as as one must uh, when one does that. Yusuf Latif was another one and uh, Sahib Shahab, uh, several musicians. Art Blakey as a matter of fact but he never uh, rarely used his uh, his Muslim name. McCoy Tyner is another one as well. Anyway Idris Suleiman, one of the great underrated trumpet players. He's on here. Jackie McLean on alto saxophone and uh, obviously inspired, too, by having Gene Ammons there uh, as well. I think this is kind of a little bit of a crossover, Jackie being uh, younger than uh, the two other horn players. And, of course, the wonderful Kenny Burrell on guitar, Mel Waldron on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. The first tune was called The Twister, and uh, I had to switch uh, CD players because there were certain distortions that came in about halfway through the piece, and I didn't want to kill it and, uh, and switch players. But uh, um, I hope that uh, you understand these things sometimes happen. Um, but then when I switched to an, another CD player, the next tune, which, of course, was called Four, written by Eddie Cleanhead Vincent, um, was just fine. So there you go. You never know. And uh, um, interestingly enough, Ammons um, made a whole series of these uh, uh, recordings. And this is one of my favorites. Uh, the album is called The Twister. And uh, we heard the title track and four. Gene Ammons. We haven't finished with Mr. Ammons yet. We're going to put him in a different context now. And this is... Um, recorded at the DJ Lounge, one of the best-known uh, jazz clubs in Chicago uh, in the early 60s. Ammons is uh, in his hometown with a hometown audience, and he performs with two resident musicians uh, only. Uh, Gene, of course, is on tenor saxophone. On organ, Hammond organ, is Eddie Buster. Um, there was a great musician, a wonderful accompanist uh, on the Hammond organ. Uh, also, um, there was a brother 
named Bobby Buster. So they were the fabulous Buster Brothers, and they both played organ, and they both uh, recorded and played with Gene Ammons and so many other Chicago musicians. Anyway, Eddie Buster uh, on organ and Gerald Donovan on drums. That's all. And, of course, uh, Gene Ammons out front. We're going to hear two tunes. The first one uh, brings in his ballad style. He's going to do a lovely rendition of an old standard called It Could Happen to You. And then we're going to segue into a blues, uh, his own composition called simply Foot Tapping. So here, once again, in a different setting, is the great Gene Ammons. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, we heard three tunes. I added another one just to uh, let you know that Gene could play uh, anything and uh, could play some real up-tempo stuff, too. Um, and we heard him uh, with a, a couple of uh, hometown guys, 
Gene, of course, was from Chicago, and this was recorded at the DJ Lounge in Chicago at the tail end of August of 1961 with uh, Mr. Emmons on tenor saxophone, Eddie Buster on the organ, and Gerald Donovan on drums. And we heard three tunes. We opened with uh, a nice uh, sensuous ballad as only Gene could play it. And the tune, of course, was written by Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen. It's called It Could Happen to You. Then we heard a nice uh, um, medium-tempo blues, relaxing, of course, called Foot Tapping. And then the final tune, of course, was uh, an up-tempo version of Sweet Georgia Brown, all played by Jug. That was Gene Ammon's nickname. Not because he drank. Um, <laughs> he did other things, of course, but <laughs> it was because um, he was given the name when he was in the Billy Eckstein band because uh, he had big ears. Uh, he was a big man, and he was beefy, and, and, and uh, he had a, um, a big head and, and with ears that kind of stuck out. So they called him Jughead, and that became uh, short for Jug, and that became his, uh, uh, his nickname right up to his, uh, his, the time he passed away. Gene Ammons, his birthday was today. He's going to be on the jazz feature, a very special concert recorded in Sweden. We'll hear that uh, at uh, 11 o'clock or shortly after. And, of course, Mr. Ammons was born in Chicago today, April 14th, 1925, and passed away in 1974, died of bone cancer. He was only 49 years old, but he certainly made his mark on the music. Um, he had a long absence from uh, music um, in the mid-60s, from 1962 to 1969. Uh, he was incarcerated for, uh, for drug offenses and um, given a, a nasty sentence. But as soon as the warden found out, this is very interesting because as, uh, as soon as the warden found out that who he was, uh, Gene Ammons was, was uh, given a privileged position. Uh, he could, uh, as leader of the prison band, because there were all kinds of great musicians in jail. <laughs> Most of them weren't criminals, they mostly drug offenses and that sort of thing. So they put Gene in charge of the band, and he was the musical director and supervisor in, in Leavenworth, which was the prison he was sent to, and uh, uh, played his horn every day and had uh, a fairly, uh, even though he was incarcerated, a fairly productive life. He, he And Prestige Records... Uh, kept all of his recordings uh, in print so that people didn't forget about him. And, of course, uh, his wonderful wife, Mildred, uh, even seven years, she stayed with him, and she was waiting for him when he got out in 1969. And, of course, um, then when he got out, he was, Gene was never, um, the the critics never liked Gene. Uh, they they put him down all the time. They 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 dismissed his playing. They were very snobby about Mr. Ammons, but he had the respect of just about every musician you could name, and was an influence on people like Sonny Rollins and Coltrane and different people. I mean, he was on. Uh, they considered Gene on their level, and he considered you know considered them on his level, kind of thing. So. Um, when he did emerge from uh, his, his uh, I thought, a very unjust prison sentence, uh, Gene Ammons uh, began recording again, of course, almost immediately for prestige, and the critics all of a sudden recognized 
what a great musician he was. And, of course, uh, for the rest of his life, he had nothing but praise instead of the, uh, the, usual, the usual put-downs. So that was very interesting. So he was uh, really um, evolved in terms of uh, uh, his acceptance by the uh, very important uh, critical faculty in jazz because they can influence record buyers and that sort of thing. But Ammons always had a huge audience and was so well-liked. So there you go. We're going to hear him on the jazz feature, of course, and uh, as I said, recorded in Sweden. You are listening to, of course, The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course, we're on 101.9 on your FM dial, and on your computer, we're at www.citr.ca. And... uh, We have a few things to tell you about, and we'll be back in a few moments with, uh, I think, some interesting music. For a taste of the classics with a twist, join me, Marguerite, with Classical Chaos, Sunday mornings starting at 9, right here on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver, Canada. Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Flaming Angels Boutique, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, Red Cat Records, The Regional Assembly of Text, RX Comics, Temple of the Modern Girl, and The Wallflower Modern Diner. It pays to be a friend of CITR. To learn more, come visit us in room 233 of the sub on UBC campus or check us out online at citr.ca. Well, there's some pretty interesting stuff happening in the atmosphere <laughs> out there. And uh, we have a, a lunar eclipse. And, of course, with the coming of uh, the great Jewish holiday, Passover. And, of course, uh, that's a, a very happy time when uh, Jewish people gather and have the uh, um, meal, the seder, and uh, celebrate um, all kinds of things in, in their long and wonderful history. So we wish uh, all the people of the Jewish faith very happy Passover. And of course, later on this week, we have Easter coming up this weekend. So uh, both uh, holidays. And uh, tonight, the weather um, with the eclipse and all that sort of stuff, it's mainly cloudy with uh, a 40% chance of a shower with a low of eight. But uh, uh, who knows? Uh, the clouds are kind of broken up as they were uh, today, and uh, it was a pretty nice day today. 
Wasn't as nice as uh, yesterday, but it wasn't bad. Uh, Tomorrow, unfortunately, cloudy with a 70% chance of a shower with a low of 8 and a high of 11. Wednesday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, low of 6, high of 12. Thursday, rain, uh, low of 8 and high of 13. But Friday, good Friday, um, is going to be sunny. And uh, I always remember good Friday for some reason as being very gloomy and uh a uh, big storm and all that kind of stuff or you know out here would be rain and uh when I was growing up in the in the east in New York and Montreal it was always uh, there was always some sort of a late snowstorm and all that kind of stuff but anyway this friday is going to be sunny that's what they say a low of 9 a high of 14 not bad uh saturday is cloudy with a low of 6 and a high of 15 and sunday cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower a low of 8 and high of 15 we're going to play um, a few pieces by wonderful singer, writer. He doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, but he is truly a jazz legend. And these are very rare recordings um, from an album called A Good Get-Together. And it was a favorite album. I was turned on to this by my good friend, the late John Levine. He loved this recording. He said, this is really, really great. And and it became a, a very rare item. And um, it was originally put out on Pacific Jazz Records. And uh, I don't think this has really had... It's had a European uh, reissue, but uh, uh, I, I still think this album is very hard to find. But we're going to hear... A bunch of tunes. Interestingly enough, the people involved here was done in 1959, recorded in San Francisco, because Hendrix was lived there for several years. And I remember visiting John on his um, John Hendrix on his houseboat. He lived in Sausalito on a houseboat. Him and his family, and uh, we had some very interesting times there. But uh, Hendrix is here um, singing, of course. And a couple of guests here, they're, they're unobtrusive, and on the original album, they were simply called um, Blockbuster and His Little Brother. And <laughs> those two people were Cannonball Adderley, Julian Adderley on it, uh, and his little brother Nat. Um, so he, uh, Julian, or Cannonball, was Blockbuster, and Nat was Little Brother. Uh, but they were unidentified on the original album because they were under contract with another label. So they were uh, guests, and they uh, there's not much of them on these recordings, but they do add to the ensemble. And there's, uh, on the first tune we're going to hear, uh, very definitely Cannonball Adderley is a soloist on here. But the other alto saxophonist is a favorite of mine, was a mainstay on the San Francisco scene for many years, uh, originally from New Orleans, Pony Poindexter. Wonderful player. On piano, Gildo Mahoney's. On guitar, who had just um, moved to San Francisco, was Wes Montgomery. Brother Monk on Fender bass. And Walter Bolden on drums. We're going to hear three tunes. The first one was written by the great Gigi Grice. And John Hendricks put the words to the tune. It's called Music in the Air. Then we're going to hear another tune by Gigi Grice, where John put the words again to the tune. It's called Social Call. And the final tune is the title track written by John Hendricks, um, and it eliminates the Adderley Brothers on on the final track, and and it's the title track, A Good Get-Together. So here are three tunes from this uh, wonderfully wonderful album, which uh, unfortunately is... uh, 
hard one to find. Hope you enjoy it. John Hendricks.
from two famous brothers, but they weren't identified on the record, as I said before. Um, they were identified as Blockbuster and his little brother, which, of course, referred to Julian Adderley, Cannonball Adderley, um, and a Brother Nat, uh, who played the cornet. The um, bulk of the, uh, and Cannonball was heard a little bit in solo on the melody on the first tune. Uh, there wasn't much of them uh, after that except in the ensembles. But uh, we did hear a fine alto player who I always liked, the late, great Pony Poindexter, who was a mainstay at the time of the San Francisco jazz scene and a wonderful, uh, a wonderful person. And uh, on piano, Gildo Mahoney's. On guitar, some very early Wes Montgomery, Brother Monk Montgomery on Fender bass, and Walter Bolden on drums. I should ha- say a word about Monk Montgomery. He was one of the pioneers of the Fender bass. He was one of the first uh, bass players to actually use uh, the Fender electric bass, which is now a huge part of um, rock and roll, rhythm and blues, all this kind of stuff. But uh, Monk was one of the um, pioneers of uh, electric bass. He also played the regular um, stand-up bass as well. A beautiful musician, the older brother of Wes Montgomery. So we heard three tunes. We heard uh, two tunes by Gigi Grice, which John Hendricks put the words to. The first one was Music in the Air. The second one was Social Call. And the third one, of course, was uh, John Hendricks' creation called A Good Get-Together, celebrating the spirit of this album, recorded in San Francisco in 1959. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name's Gavin Walker. CITR, of course, is 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Just before we uh, uh, run a couple of um, announcements here, I do have an important one that's going to be taking place at Pat's Pub, which, of course, is in the old Patricia Hotel in the downtown east side. It's a special concert from Toronto, one of the great stars of Latin jazz. Her name is Eliana Cuevas. She'll be appearing there 8 p.m. This is a formal concert. $15 is the cover. Uh, This Saturday, April 19th, starting at 8, uh, Elena Cuevas on vocals, George Collar, an old friend of mine on bass, Jeremy Ledbetter on piano, and Daniel Barnes on trumpet. And, of course, uh, um, Eliana is uh, one of the leading um, voices of Latin jazz uh, in Canada. She has been um, among her honors for the National Jazz Award for uh, Latin Jazz Artist of the Year. That's 2009. Uh, A nomination for the Best World Music Solo Artist at the Canadian Folk Music Awards, 2008. And... at the Toronto Independent Music Award for World Music Artist of the Year. And she has a new album out, and um, she will be, of course, selling that album. It will be available on the gig. And she's coming to Pat's Pub, a very special evening, this Saturday, April 19th. Eliana Cuevas. And, of course, uh, many of you out there are probably familiar with, uh, with her work. And she is really an emerging star um, of 
Latin jazz. And, and the band, of course, is superb. George Kohler on bass, Jeremy Ledbetter on piano, and Daniel Barnes on drums. Fifteen bucks will get you in to the very comfortable atmosphere of Pat's Pub um, down in the downtown east side in the old Patricia Hotel. So there you have it. We uh, have a couple of announcements, and we'll be back with some very different music. Another night's work well done. And so easy without that nuisance Spider-Man. I didn't know you cared. You! Yes, Electro, and I'm going to short-circuit you once and for all. You would have been better off in the hands of the police. You are no match for my power. It takes more than power to win. It takes brains and knowing your enemy. I'll pick my power against your brains any day. What was that? That, my thieving fiend, is the result of brains. Use your brain. Turn off all the lights when you leave a room. If every household in B.C. turned off one light bulb for four hours a day for one year, it would save enough electricity to power all the homes in Mission for an entire year. This Power Smart Play brought to you by B.C. Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM. The A's Vancouver Helpline is here to help. Open from 9 to 4, Monday to Friday, the Helpline answers questions about HIV and safer sex. Call to find medical support in your area without giving your name. Run by volunteers, the Helpline is one of the many programs from AIDS Vancouver combating the HIV epidemic in the Lower Mainland. While not medical professionals, our volunteers answer your questions confidentially and anonymously. The Helpline number is 604-696-4666 or contact us at aidsvancouver.org. You know, sometimes we uh, listen to an album, we love it uh, for a while, and then we put it away. And especially those of us who who have uh, lots of music available, um, you know, either a record collection, CD collection, or or, or on your MP3 player and so on. And sometimes you put something aside that you really, really like and then revisit it again. And I revisited this album. Uh, I featured it on the show when it first came out in uh, in early 2000. Um, it was... Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what it is because um, I have reasons. <laughs> I just want you to hear the music without any kind of um, uh, prejudice or preconception. Uh, this is an album which we will feature in the next couple of months. It'll be on the jazz feature. Because, um, once again, I, I fell in love with the music once again uh, on this album. It's a large orchestra. Uh, the music is written by a gentleman named Bob Belden, who is a wonderful uh, saxophone player and composer. These are all his compositions. And Belden is an extremely talented man, and he's put together this, this, this huge orchestra um, I'm not going to go through all the names. It would take me 20 minutes practically to, to, to run through all the names. But there's some great stars on here. I'll, I'll give you the, the principal soloists. 
and uh, there's there's uh, there's strings, there's there's uh, uh, percussion, there's all kinds of things, that, and there's all kinds of people on here that are important. Uh, people like Gary Smulian, the the baritone saxophonist, Mark Copeland, Kevin Hayes, the pianist, um, uh, Lou Marini, one of the great alto saxophonists, uh, uh, Charlie Pillow, who who plays uh, a variety of um, reed instruments like the oboe and the bassoon and English horn. Um, people like that, and uh, Lou Soloff, one of the great powerhouse trumpet players, and Tim Haggins, uh, Conrad Herwig, uh, the trombonist, and, and, and so many other people. There's, there's tons of names on here. And as I said, I don't want to, I'm not even going to name uh, the pieces. I'm going to play four movements from here. And I'm not going to name the pieces because uh, that'll give you kind of a clue and, 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 and sort of put your brain, you'll say, oh, it's about this, it's about that. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I will, of course, when I present this again on the jazz feature, I'll give you all the details. But I just thought I would tell you that uh, the music is composed by this uh, wonderful uh, person, Bob Belden, who is a terrific saxophonist tenor player uh, and also uh this he wrote this stuff and uh i don't know this is kind of music that uh, if i had the ability to 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 write music um i'd certainly think along some of these lines anyway so i hope you enjoy these four selections um the soloist on the first one is uh tim haggins uh, a wonderful trumpet player and uh, he is the principal soloist on, on the first piece. And uh, then the second piece is um, the soloist is, uh, again, oh, it features, um, hmm, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to read the, the fairly complex. No, oh, yes, Haggins is the soloist on the second piece as well. So we hear his, his trump, uh, very distinctive trumpet stylings on the first and second piece. Then the third piece features this uh, wonderful alto saxophone work of Lawrence Feldman. And uh, just a gorgeous melody and on, on movement number three. Then the final movement... Uh, features some real powerhouse uh, music. Um, and the soloists on that, we're going to hear Mike Migliori on alto saxophone, Conrad Herwig on trombone, and some powerhouse trumpet by Lou Soloff, and Lou Marini on flute, and some incredible drumming by Billy Kilson. So that's on the last movement. So there's four movements here. Um, as I said, I'm not naming them. But, uh, and I'm not naming the album either. I just want you to listen to this incredible music that I have re-fallen in love with. So um, here we go. Part one. Thank you. 
We heard four movements from an album that I'm not going to identify um, and tell you uh, uh, about it, and I hope you enjoyed the music. It's orchestral music, and uh, it's uh, an album that I've re-fallen in love with. And it's actually a 12-movement suite, so we heard uh, four selected movements from this album. The music was composed by tenor saxophonist Bob Belden. And, of course, this huge orchestra, which would take me uh, 20 minutes to tell you all the people that are in the band. But we heard some great soloists. Um, And I'm not going to identify the pieces either because it kind of gives you a hint about what's going on. And and I'll just say that we're going to feature this album um, possibly next month in, in May, the whole album. And then I can tell you what it's all about and, uh, and so on. It came out in uh, um, the early 2000, and um, I think 2003. Anyhow, I hadn't listened to it for a long time and just uh, re-fell in love with the music on it. So we heard these four movements. Um, On the first two movements, the trumpet was played by the wonderful Tim Haggins and some piano interludes in there also by Kevin Hayes. And uh, we also heard um, Mark Copeland on alto saxophone uh, doing some work on uh, on the first movement. Then um, we get to the third movement, and that saxophone solo was by Lawrence Feldman on alto saxophone, a very beautiful uh, kind of melody on that. Then the final tune, um, uh, the Latin thing, uh, up-tempo thing, um, ending the set. Uh, we heard some great soloists on there. Uh, first of all, beginning with Mike Migliori on alto saxophone, Conrad Herwig on trombone, um, and the fabulous powerhouse trumpet of Lou Soloff. And um, then we heard Lou Marini on flute and, of course, Billy Kilson on drums, who uh, just made this piece happen. So four movements from this uh, from this album, and I'll expand and tell you everything uh, when we do the feature on this album uh, next month. We did feature it at one time quite a while ago, and uh, I'm going to do it again because uh, the music on here is is great. So we're going to get to our jazz feature in a moment. Uh, just uh, a couple of short things I'm going to tell you about, or you will hear about. This is one of them. Get your early bird passes for the Vancouver Folk Music Festival until June 11th. Step outside normal society with Steve Earle and the Dukes, Dvachka, and Vancouver's own Hannah Georges. The Vancouver Folk Music Festival, July 19th to 21st at Jericho Beach Park. More information at thefestival.bc.ca. The Vancouver Folk Fest is proudly sponsored by CITR 101.9. All right, and of course there is the Jazz Festival, and uh, the great site to go on to on your computer is coastaljazz.ca. They have all the information there, ticket sales, um, the the complete program. There's all kinds of important people coming to this year's Jazz Festival. People like Bobby McFerrin, Charles Lloyd, um, John Schofield, Tons of bands, and it's going to be a very, uh, as usual, a very broad musical festival, but there's going to be some real highlights, 
and lots of things that are of real interest to jazz listeners. And of course, the full program will be out um, fairly soon, but uh, you can get a whole idea of it if you go onto the web, which is coastaljazz.ca. And another great website is the one uh, delivered by my good friend Brian Nation, works hard to keep that site up to date. That is vancouverjazz.com. And uh, our jazz features are on there, too. Just uh, check out the link, uh, Jazz on the Air, and you can see all the jazz features and um, my write-up for uh, all all the features and what's going on and all sorts of things. Uh, Some great links on there, and you can spend a lot of time on that that particular site. So two of them, that's coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. And, uh, yes, and, of course, uh, I always mention my good friend Ken Speller once again. Redoubtable Ken Speller, living in uh, 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver. He repairs woodwind instruments, saxophones, clarinets, flutes, does a great job, is a wonderful musician himself, and really knows what he is doing. He has his workshop right in his home, so his prices are very reasonable. More and more musicians are getting turned on to Ken, and uh, this is this is good because uh, he does great work and he guarantees his work. If uh, something messes up, uh, he will he will fix it up for you, and uh, as I said, be very reasonable about it. And most of the time, if, uh, if it's something that he's done, um, he'll improve on it and there'll be no charge. Uh, he's very, very fair because he knows that musicians, well, musicians don't make a lot of money and uh, uh, we have to be very careful with our finances. So he's very aware of that. Ken Speller is, uh, as I said, located at 13th and Lonsdale in North Vancouver. His number is 778-800-1933, 778-800-1933. And you can reach him uh, via your computer, kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. That's k-s-p-e-l-l-e-r underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. Um, we'll be expanding uh, soon. Um in talking about the jazz festival because it's always the most important event and there'll be all kinds of things happening and of course we'll be doing our show in uh, sometime uh, in june with um, my good friend john orsick the media director for the jazz festival he makes an annual appearance here and kind of takes over the deck and uh, presents a lot of things and tells you about what's happening at the festival and all that kind of stuff. But the best thing, as I said before, is to get onto that website. It's a very important one, and it's coastaljazz.ca. And, of course, uh, Brian Nation's website, uh, again, uh, you can find out what's going on. There's all kinds of gigs in in Vancouver, and uh, um, Brian's website will give you uh, complete coverage. Just look around and plan your time and all that sort of stuff uh and that's vancouverjazz.c.com all right our jazz feature is a concert by the great gene ammons we heard a lot of them uh, at the beginning of the show this was done about a year before his untimely death from bone cancer there's no evidence of of ill health i don't think he was even aware of his disease at the time he was uh by this time, Gene, of course, um, 
had um, got acceptance from the jazz critics who for years uh, knocked him and put him down. And, uh, of course, he didn't care. Uh, he, he, Well, I imagine he did care, but uh, um, the only time uh, he ever said anything was uh, Gene Ammons was not much of a, a talker. Um, he was uh, delivered his message through his saxophone. But he was asked in an interview one time um, what he would like, uh, a wish that he would like. And uh, he said, well, all I want is... Uh, for some some people to say something good about me, <laughs> that was his comment, and he didn't elaborate. And of course, he meant the, the critics and and that sort of thing. But uh, um, when Gene uh, emerged from his uh, long prison sentence, which was I think very unjust, in 1969, the critics came around and realized he was one of the most distinctive voices of the tenor saxophone and worshipped by everybody. Uh, and, of course, he is one of the mainstays of the tenor saxophone. He's in great form on here. Uh, two American expatriate musicians uh, perform with him. This was all done at the Ahus Jazz Festival in uh, Sweden, July 14th, 1973. And on piano, the great Horace Parlin, who had moved many years ago to uh, Denmark, and Red Mitchell on bass, one of the greatest of all bassists. As a matter of fact, he was one of Charles Mingus's favorite bass players. Red uh, had moved to Sweden uh, for a period of time. The drummer on here is someone that I don't know. I had never heard of until this album, but he's very good and solid drummer. I have no idea whether he um, whether he's an American expatriate. Obviously, his name is. Um, not a, a Swedish or Danish or Norwegian name. His name is simply Ed Jones, and uh, he's on drums and sounds really good on here. So uh, what a, a wonderful rhythm section to back up the great Gene Ammons, whose birthday it is today. He was born in Chicago in 1925, the son of boogie-woogie pianist Albert Ammons. So the program here is fairly informal. There was obviously no rehearsal. It's just four great musicians getting up and playing music that they fully understand. And um, we're going to open with a tune that I've always liked and, and, and play to this day, written by Ism Jones, and it's called There Is No Greater Love. That's the opening tune. Then we hear um, kind of an off-mic announcement by Gene uh, and they go into a tune, um, a blues tune written by Charlie Parker called Billy's Bounce. Then after Billy's Bounce, um, the microphone gets better adjusted and Gene uh, introduces Horace Parlin to play a beautiful ballad by Jimmy Van Heusen called Polka Dots and Moonbeams. Then Gene takes it, um, um, another wonderful ballad associated with Billy Holiday and all sorts of people, Lover Man. And we end the set with uh, an I Got Rhythm based tune written by Horace Pollen, dedicated to the festival, and it's called A Hus Jazz. So here we go, and we take you back to July 14th, 1973, our jazz feature artist. Happy birthday to the great Gene Ammons. And we open with There Is No Greater Love.
Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the house. Yes, Pastor.
Thank you very kindly, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we'd like to slow the tempo down a bit and play a couple of very beautiful ballad tunes. First of all, we'd like to feature our pianist, Mr. Horace Parlin, as he plays for you. A little thing entitled Polka Dots and Moonbeam. Horace Parlin.
All right, so we'll do polka dots and moonbeams after which we will segue into a thing that I'll finish that portion of the set with entitled Lover Man. Hard spot.
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. With the plan of a little thing that we chose to name after the Aarhus Festival, entitled Aarhus Jazz. It brings to the close our portion of the afternoon session. We truly hope that each and every one of you enjoyed a little contribution as much as we've enjoyed playing for you. And as I mentioned earlier, we'll, we'll be looking forward to coming back in the very near future. So until then, in behalf of all the fellas in the group, Let's hear a nice round of applause for our pianist, Mr. Hollis Barlin. Hollis Barlin. Red Mitchell on bass. Ed Jones on drums. George Trudy Gene Amundsen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Very kind. One and all. When you hear applause like that um, from Europeans, it means they want more. And, of course, that was um, Gene Ammons set at the Ahus Jazz Festival in Sweden, recorded July 14th, 1973, a year before his um, untimely passing at age 49 uh, from bone cancer. And, obviously, he... uh, um, was not affected on this recording. He might not have even known he was uh, afflicted with that uh, horrible and very painful um, kind of cancer. Anyway, uh, Gene in great form um, and uh, obviously enjoying the audience and enjoying playing with a couple of uh, great expatriate musicians, Horace Parlin on piano and the great Red Mitchell on bass and a wonderful drummer, I've never heard of him before, haven't heard of him since, 
Ed Jones on drums, obviously on a level with all the rest of the guys. We opened, it was a very informal set, of course, because I'm, I'm sure there was absolutely no rehearsal with the musicians involved. Uh, they simply can play on this high level and just pick out some familiar stuff and just go for it, which they did. So we opened with a tune by Ism Jones called There Is No Greater Love. And we followed that with uh, Gene's uh, little bit of um, announcing and, and so on and so forth. He was off mic, unfortunately. Uh, we didn't get a chance to really hear his voice, but uh, he brought in the tune Charlie Parker's Great Blues, Billy's Bounce. Then the microphone was properly adjusted, and Gene introduced Horace Parlin on piano to do his feature, which was an old Jimmy Van Heusen ballad called Polka Dots and Moonbeams, which was followed, segued, uh, by Gene Ammons doing a great rendition of Ram Ramirez's Lover Man, the tune that was really put on the map by Billie Holiday. And we ended with uh, an I Got Rhythm variant written by Horace Parlin called simply A Hus Jazz, dedicated to the jazz festival there. And uh, Gene tearing it up on uh, the I Got Rhythm changes. Once again, happy birthday to Gene Ammons. Eugene Ammons, born in Chicago, son of the great boogie-woogie pianist Albert Ammons, born in Chicago on this day, 1925, and passed away, sadly, at the age of 49 in 1974 of bone cancer. And one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone, our jazz feature artist this evening. Certainly hope you enjoyed his music. We are going to make room now uh, in a very few minutes with for Shay and her wonderful show coming right up on CITR, FM and cable. <laughs> FM and cable. There's no cable. FM and your computer. Uh, it's FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Our jazz feature next week is another birthday celebration, a guy who is still alive and still performing all over. He's a trombonist and a composer. His name is Slide Hampton, Loxley Hamilton. Ha- Hampton. And um, that's a great name, but he's known as Slide. And uh, uh, we're going to do one of his albums called The Drum Suite and feature that next week on the jazz feature. Meanwhile, we're going to split and get out of here. I hope you enjoy the lunar eclipse, which is happening. Maybe you can see it. Maybe you can't. Uh, it's also, we'd like to say hello to all the Jewish people out there who are celebrating Passover. This is the first night at sundown. And, of course, I'm sure they're all enjoying their uh, Passover setter, their meal. And, of course, coming up this weekend is uh, Easter. Wow. Uh, time flies. Pretty soon it'll be, no, we won't even talk about it. Pretty soon it'll be summertime, which will be great. Anyway, we got to go. Take care. We'll see you next week on behalf of The Jazz Show and myself, Gavin Walker. Bye-bye. Yeah.